Well, it almost didn't happen, but now it is happening. It is chapter seven and eight of The Mandalorian. And we're going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it and talk over it while we all try to watch it on your safe place to geek out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. Uh, this is your safe place to geek out. And uh, the power was out, but the power is back on. And um, we're going to try to do this. And uh, we're doing it live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. We've got a great group of people here. Hopefully, they'll stick around tonight. We lost them last night as, uh, the, as the evening wore on, and we started doing silly Google stuff. Um, and then there was apparently a murder or something at Chaz's house and uh but but it's all good now we're all fine here we're fine how are you speaking of Chaz Bazaar he's with us again everybody Chaz Bazaar Shaz Bazaar, Shaz Bazaar. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Every time, every time, every time. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. He's at my door. Oh, yeah. Jazz Bazaar, man. How how are things? How are you now? Uh, we're fine here now. How are you? Wait, who is this? Don't, What's your operating here? <laughs> we're sending a squad up. <laughs> uh, negative, negative. Uh, we got a small roach problem. Uh, small roach attacking my wife. Give us a few minutes. Who Who is this? What's your operating number? <laughs> uh, evidently, the roach's name is Puck. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, we'd seen oh, the, the man. Well, we were talking about you know the Mandalorian. We'd been watching the Mandalorian. Yes. And you were then going oh, into bounty hunter mode to take out a roach, apparently, yes. at your home. Yes. Well, it, it was it, that little booger was staring at me in the hallway whenever I walked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what's the problem? <laughs> then whenever I came after him, he, he started running. Hey, bro, come on, bro, come on. What you? What's happening, man? What's the yeah. problem? Yeah, so if you haven't heard uh, episode 260 yet, which honestly just went live on, on our podcast feed just before we went live here at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. Um, but uh, we we ended the night last night with a scream in Chaz's home. <laughs> I was just going to talk over it and pretend it didn't happen. And Chaz is like, did you hear that scream? And I'm like, yes, and it's really freaking me out, man. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it comes back again. <laughs> yeah, it and, got better the second time. Yes, yeah, and so then you hear Shaz about is it the is it the snake? Is it the snake? And then you can just barely hear Shaz's wife in the background. It's a roach. 
But I believe, Shaz, what's funny is what you told me was said to you once you went to go handle things. Uh, Shall I tell you the recap? Yes. Uh, Am I any louder now, Dan? Yeah, I've got you. I've got you turned up. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Well, you know, everything's settled. Uh, I'm kind of kind of worked up. My wife's kind of worked up, and we're sitting there. We got the TV on, and and she says, you know. It came out from, I was in the bathroom and it came out from underneath the cabinet and it looked over at me and I thought, well, I'm going to scare it away. And so I'm going to move my arms real wild. You'll see a lot of movement and run away. And it started running toward me. And that's when she screams the second time. So, so here's the thing. Here's, it's looking at me. So I waved my arms at it thinking it would run away. It's like, ooh, a friend. What, at, yeah, at what point ever in the history of bugs? Oh, that's so fantastic. Oh, my gosh. My fear was when she didn't answer you about the snake, my fear was is that she was asleep and screaming like that in her sleep. And, oh, and then I'm like, well, I'll never darken the door of your home again. Um, Come on down. We've got... We got hates here in this I house. don't I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No. You're the second person tonight that has said it that way to me. <laughs> Hank. Um I, we, we had family from Baton Rouge, the house we had in Kentucky. They <laughs> swore it was haunted. And every time they'd come up, he'd say, every, I get up in the mornings real early and I hear this I hear somebody following me. Mm-mm. And and what it was is the padding under the carpet mm-hmm. never wore in very well and so it always went Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he had no idea and so he thought that that a ghost was following him through the house well here's here's what we need to do i want to talk about the the word haint uh okay but but we'll do it as we uh as we spire up the mandalorian i'm at disneyplus.com i've pulled up season one chapter seven the reckoning and uh, it's zeroed out. Zeroes across the board and uh, a totally blank screen. I'm going to do what we've done this entire week. I'm going to count three, two, one, play. When I say play, I'm going to hit play. And I hope that you will hit play along with me so that we might all be able to watch together. Uh, so we're zeroed out. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. And there's the Disney Plus logo coming up and doing its thing um previously on the mandalorian you were hired to do a job isn't that your code aren't you a man of honor and yes he is um so the word hate a while ago uh, today uh with no power we had had a plan originally to cook my mother-in-law uh, a su- supper my my wife and i were going to do that because it's her birthday week and um, this is kind of what she enjoys us to do. And so I make hamburger steak and mashed potatoes and stuff. She just absolutely loves it. So, um, with the power being out at the house, you know, it's like, well, we can't host her here. And so, um, so I said, well, the power's still on at the church. Let's just cook for her up at the church. You know, there's nothing going on. So, uh, so we were up, so we did that tonight and, um, and there were some men stopped by. We had a little bit of damage at our church, nothing major with the storms that came through. And there were some men there for Bible study tonight and stuff. And afterwards, one of them were talking to me. And so as they were leaving, I was still there by myself as they were leaving. One of them said, well, I hope you don't have any haints come after you. Huh. And I was like, well, that's that's uncalled for. So, 
So we just have we been getting the Lucasfilm limited logo this whole season? Yes. Am I just yes. now noticing it? Okay. Right before the masks. Okay. I was just noticing. Honestly, first time I've noticed that it, it stood out to me this time for some reason. Yeah, we have been getting that. Yes. So here we are, Razor Crest, um, headed apparently to nowhere. You know, that's something I've always noticed about Star Wars is the star field doesn't just stay stagnant. Right. It, it, it moves, moves on the mm-hmm. screen and, and versus other things from the seventies. That mm-hmm. was new. Very new. So we, I mean, we are, <laughs> you might be surprised to hear this, but I'm alive too, stallion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, you know, this is, we're getting thrust into season finale territory. The minute the, um, the, the grief cargo shows up and we're back to the way the season started with him dealing with this individual. It's like, okay, is this a trap? Is this not a trap? Um, but also now things are about to get ramped up here on the show. And, um, it, it's the, it's the storytelling that Dave Filoni did really a lot. He did really well for rebels. I think in some of those seasons mm-hmm. where, Oh yeah. They would have something happen here or there and it would just kind of feel like a one-off and be done. And then it would all kind of come back together at the end of the season. Um, yep, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of how we're, we're going here. So what he's asking Mandalorian to do is come kill the client. <clears throat> and, yes. uh, and, and, uh, that absolutely is, it goes against, I'm going to, I'm going to say goes against, um, you know, anything that would make sense, I guess, to the Mandalorian, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, surely he knows this is a trap and I think he even calls it, but if, if there's even the chance for peace where he's yeah. not hunted anymore, you know, you yeah, gotta, exactly. You got to take the shot. Yep. It, look, if you just had one shot, would you take, I forget how that little monologue goes, but you know, palms are sweaty. Mom's sweaters got spaghetti, something like that. I don't know. I love the look at the look at the the readout there. I mean that is old oh, yeah. original trilogy readout stuff there yes. with the vector graphics and all. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yep. Acceptable title card placement. The reckoning. Uh he see what he's doing, he's just figuring out his chances. He's mm-hmm. doing some reckoning. Yeah, that's it, what is, I was oh, what he... you took my joke right from me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to wait out. It's a trap. <laughs> but then I get hundreds of bounty hunters off my case if it's not a trap. So, so I, rec- I reckon. So I reckon I need to do it. Reckon I need to do it. So this little, I like this little fight. Yeah, but also I think it's funny. This little, you know, is this the eating establishment? And they just like, they'll clear out some tables and have a fight club? Well, you think it is. But all those buildings look alike. So That's maybe true. this is fight club. That's true. In wrestling, we call this nope, a Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in wrestling, this is a Texas bull rope match, you know, where you're attached to your opponent yep. and can't get away. Wait a second. When did you live in Texas? I didn't. I'm just telling you what it was called on wrestling. Oh, on wrestling. Yeah. I thought you said in Texas. No. Oh, Texas. A Texas bull right. rope match. Also, a Russian chain match worked this way. Okay. Um, Roddy Piper and Tolly Blanchard had a dog collar match at the first Starcade. And, uh. and they were attached by a dog collar. Good night. I mean... Look, Cara Dune is the boss. I mean, like, there's just nothing, nothing weak about this woman. He tapped I mean, he out. Tapped man. out. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, I tap out to her too. I'm scared to death of Gina Carano. I, I wouldn't be in the cage with her. No. Nope. Mm-mm, I'm scared to death of her. 
So she is so totally cool. <laughs> she really is. Like if I love she's this on your character. side. Oh totally. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's golly, I just can't get over how cute baby Yoda is. Y'all have some blue glow and lemonade. Well, I reckon I'm gonna go see that woman that was so hot for me and take my helmet <laughs> off for. You're doing some reckoning, are you? Oh. Come back, come back soon. <laughs> at least he paid his 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 money. Look at the. Did you see well, Baby Yoda? Like, I think I want some of those. Was he trying to force pull them? I don't know, but he was reaching for them. He likes shiny objects and frogs. Oh yeah, one-eyed frogs. Yeah. Mm. Wait, one-eyed frog wasn't blue. What was one? I don't know. One-eyed frog. He was in the other episode here. The, he only had one eye. You didn't know that? No. The frog yeah. that he ate? Yeah. Why do you say he only had one eye? He had one eye. I don't think. Is that true? You're going to have to go back and look at it. I guess I am. Cool. I didn't know it the first three times I saw it either. Let me uh, let me find my six inch, uh, or not even six inch, but my one inch black series Baby Yoda. A take, one inch black series? Take a look the at the frog. frog. Take a look at the frog. Uh, yeah, one eye. Oh, okay, that. good. Look at that. I haven't popped mine open. He's a, he's a cy frog, cyclops frog. Cy frog. <laughs> a clops frog. <laughs> a frog clops. Frog clops. Got it. Frog clop at lips. Hey, looking for some information. We were looking at the, um, we were looking at the, uh, the, the HasLab Razor Crest. And, yes. um, and, and we're wondering, are those weapons in the weapons cache? On the ship removable, it looks to me like they're hung on pegs, not necessarily. You no, know, you're right. You're right. Not you're necessarily right. molded in there, but I could be wrong. I don't think I'm no, right necessarily. No. When I looked at it after you said that, you're you're right. I looked at it up close and personal, like. Well, okay. not personal. It was still digital. <laughs> I love that Baby Yoda's trying to fly the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix it. <laughs> yeah, I can fix this. I can fix it. Oh man. I was trying to find the button to play seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. I was just looking for the radio. It's my jam. I'm 50 years old. You'd think you'd let me listen to my music. Bunch of young whippersnappers. Well, we already banned him from listening to Thrawn Aims to Kill. And if you looked at him in the back, you could see him reaching for the uh, for the buttons again. Yes, he was. <laughs> so now we're headed to this planet. Now, listen, Navarro is the planet where the guild is. Right. Or where the client is, I should say. And yes. the Sorghum... No, Sargon. Sar Sargus? Sargum? Sargum? Dad loved Sargum. I yeah. I it's something is the planet where he just picked up Cara Dune. What's this planet where Quill is? Well, we just call it molasses, but you call it Sargum. I don't think that's right. He's in his terrible fifties. Yeah. The baby Yoda's in his terrible fifties. Bunch of kids, a bunch of stupid kids. I listen to what I want to. I can drive. Now, granted, I'm 43, talking to like a 50-year-old like that. It hasn't yeah, well, grown much. Strandcast, I think it might be a Strandcast. I don't think it was engineered. Oh, yeah, that's this episode. Worked that's in the right. gene farms. This one looks evolved. Too ugly. Informed in the Saito Caves. Like, was that a pickup line from the Ugnaught? Yes, it was. He's hitting on her. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Nice. You know, I, I had a problem with him as an Ugnaught at first. I couldn't catch that he was an Ugnaught in mm -hmm. the promo photos. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm used to seeing tusks on them. Well, I go back and watch right. Empire Strikes Back. Some of those didn't have tusks. No, yeah, it just depended. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Would anyone care for some tea? What a what a crazy thing! Like he had pity on this droid and decided to fix him up and reprogram him and stuff. Yep. <clears throat> and they Man. and they take the time to do the flashback and tell the story. It was left behind in the wake of your destruction. That's what you wanted, Quill. You wanted peace brought to the valley again. Oh. Yeah, but this is character development. We've got to get close to Quill. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we all but here's the thing. I think we already liked him just fine. Oh, yeah. You know. But we we, well, we do have need to trust Nanny Droid. Right. And we yeah, we definitely need IG11 to come back around. And so, um, in accordance with the Charter of the New Republic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, but, you know. That's all West talk right there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But I just, I, you know, I like the fact that you see him doing this, that he is, he, he seems to have some feelings for the droid. Not in a, not in a weird way, not in a, you know, solo movie way, but in just kind of like, you know, he feels responsible for him. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually like train the droid. Oh, oh you mm. knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> no, that's not right. I love he just misses it. <laughs> <laughs> the blur's all bad I never realized how funny this was. You yeah. know, key to Star Wars, there's gotta be some fun. Yeah. It just down, it's gotta be fun to watch. Of course. Yep. And uh, I like how he's talking about like it developed a personality as it as its experiences grew, because I think that you know in Star Wars as much as we recognize the droids and stuff as characters, um, you know in the in the galaxy in the Star Wars universe, you know they talk about them like they might as well be a toaster or something, right? Mm -hmm. And and here you see this this individual Quill realizing that he's developing a personality. Mm -hmm. That as much as he has reprogrammed him to be a protector, he still has some kind of personality development ability as he a droid. He is sentient, but not a living being. Yeah, you know, and so... And, that's tough, man. But, and that's, we've, that's out there. And we've seen that with C-3PO and R2-D2. You know, we Absolutely. feel like, you know, we do feel like they're sentient beings and everything. They're the most human characters in all the movies well c-3po would be very unhappy with you saying that no no anthony daniels would anthony would be very pleased anthony would but c-3po would not i don't know how very human being I oh mean, that's he, true you, yeah see <laughs> you know he went to a party you know maybe it was a rap party or something mm -hmm. I think it was the rap party for star wars and he wrote i think in gold letters on black matchboxes c-3po is human that's weird. Because they kind of treat him like a prop sometimes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All go to lunch. He was just standing there. Well, that happened to Kenny Baker with R2-D2 a lot. Oh, it happened to Kenny Baker more than it did to 3PO. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You will trust my work. You will trust I've my spoken. work. <laughs> we do not, not, but to protect the child from imperial slavery. Like, dude... Like, here's the thing. Is there anyone more noble than Quill eventually in this thing? I mean, like, he just, 
Like he's all about, he's been enslaved. He knows what it is to be, you know, yeah. in, in that position. And so he's like, we're going to do this to keep the child free. Yeah. You know, Blurks will go with me. I have spoken. I have spoken. How do, how do he you, he is man. Uh, he, he's not Yoda, but he is our Yoda esque character. He is well, wisdom. There is, there is wisdom up. to him, but there's also what's really interesting is like, even like saying that I'm taking the blurgs with us, you know, it's interesting that, um, that he just assumes that things are going to be done the way he says they're going to be done because I have spoken. Uh Oh, yeah. And, uh, look at that. <laughs> mad baby Yoda, angry baby. Look at him. Like he, oh, what a move. Yeah. What a face he's making there. Oh, no, he shook his head. That is not okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the face, like, I, like, of course, I haven't watched this enough, but, like, the little face he just made, like, he went dark side just then. Oh, big man, he time. was going there. He quickly. was not happy. Um, So, anyhow, yeah, he's he's talking about, he, now he's talking about being an indentured servitude to the Empire. The thing is, is like he, what we're finding all about here, you know, like he, he worked for a long time to earn his own freedom. Yes. And he hates the idea of anyone being enslaved to the empire. And, yeah. and because he's earned his freedom, he thinks that if he says it, people just need to accept it. Yeah. Once I've gotten my agency, right. I have so much agency. Everybody else has to accommodate it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to be. Listen, I've been doing what everyone else has told me to do for three human lifetimes. I'm not about to to not be taken seriously and not have done what I'm telling people to do. So. I still don't think those goggles really fit him. I mean, his eyes are too close together. His... <laughs> and those goggles are out. It's like, you know, you got to look one way or the other. I know about wearing these goggles, man. Sometimes you can't see the same thing with both eyes. I recently saw a video of someone wearing some goggles and doing some dancing at Celebration. I've, I've heard about that guy. Now, look, let me ask you something, Chaz. Let's just, it's me and you talking here. No one else is listening. Um, you, of course, have done the, the cosplay as Hondo Inaka. You were probably the first, as I understand. I believe that uh, Celebration Anaheim was... That's the first Hondo I've seen was the one in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> the one in the mirror. I'm talking to Hondo in the mirror. Um, and so, Hondo knows Captain EO. And so you're, you are, in that Hondo outfit, you are busting some moves. Yes. Now, yes. If, if it was just me and you hanging out and there was no uh -huh. Hondo outfit. It never would happen. <laughs> Wow. So what what's the deal, man? Why you got some moves? It ain't me. It, it's when somebody else. You know, even when I was drumming in a band, I wanted a flag in front of me because mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to see me. Mm. I, I got this thing about people. I, I don't like people looking at me when I'm performing. You know, I actually uh in 1995, I sped up my departure date when I was moving away from South Florida because I was supposed to I was set to preach on a Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I can't do that. It terrified me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I just, I can't imagine 
like if you're willing to do it with the with the get up on Mm-mm. how much more freeing would it be to not have that get up on and do that well i designed the get up to be movable yeah that's that's a big reason for being hondo and not a stormtrooper <laughs> i roomed with a stormtrooper once it's like they can't he's like you can't sit down <laughs> all right here's like, the I big here's the big rendezvous there is oh a, yeah is that a is that a clatu the green dude or is he no, something else okay that's clatu was the name of that one dude on Java's barge. Uh, no, his name was Wolf or something like that. Really? Yeah. Well, he was sold by Kenner as Klaatu. I know. Klaatu, and then there was a Nikto and a Barada. Right. Um, we've had this whole conversation back with Chapter 4. Yeah. Um, which, before. by the way, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call him out. I'm going to call him out. He's listening. And well, he can just uh, call in. And I know, I know, he could just get on Skype. But Lethargic Chewy had had said if I needed any help, he'd be on tonight. And he found out Shaz was going to be on, and he won't be on. He's being all Lethargic Chewy on us now. He says he's got work he's got to do tomorrow, and he's just listening. He doesn't but, like me, you know. It's it's it does it feels like I'm having to play mediator between two friends. Yeah, I like Chewy. I don't know. I must have insulted him somewhere along the line. Man, I I don't know. I I just wish you guys could get along. Why can't we all just get along? I don't know. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Grief Cargo is trying to sell the oversell this, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, obviously he's he's going to do the double cross, right? But um. And he's got his boys with him. He, so he's got the he's got the Klaatu wannabe. We'll call him that. The green face mm-hmm. man. He's got uh he's got the guy that wants to be himbo, but he got his uh, hat all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, did we see somebody like with a hat hat like that in uh Empty's Nest Gang? It feels it feels familiar. Yeah. It feels familiar, but I can't really place it. It might have been on uh that planet kind of city asteroid looking thing in uh, Rogue One. Where there were people from all kinds of areas. Maybe yeah, we saw yeah, it there. Yeah, Jeddah. No, no, no. The it was like a an, where an asteroid that where, was where Cassian killed a, that dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe it or was. Maybe there. it was in the streets of Jeddah. Maybe there. I don't know. So currently, I am watching this and um, unpacking or unopening. I'm opening. The Clone Wars Arc Trooper Fives. Are you really like the single carded fives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who was in the three pack? Echo. It's Echo Fives and um, <clears throat> Jesse. So Fives is in that pack. And Jesse, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Echo Fives and Jesse. Jesse's got all of the, them. Helmets come off. All of them helmets come off, and they've got different. Uh, of course, it's the same sculpt except for Jesse, who's bald. Yeah, Jesse's got the big uh, um, cog on his. Yeah, head and Fives tattoo. has got a goatee, and Echo does not. Yeah, Echo. I see. I expected to see more of an Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of outfitted with a Lobot headgear. Right. We'll see. Um, you know that guy might be a Nikto. Nicktoes aren't green, are they? I mean, I guess they can be. That's whatever what I was color. saying. Maybe it's a, maybe it's there's so there's some similarities with the horns around the eyes, but 
but it does look more like the Klaatu figure. Oh, oh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Speaking That's of fives, this is like the uh, Umbara arc almost. That's classic Star Wars is what that is. All of a sudden there's a creature in the in the in the world that wants to kill you. Yeah, but the coloring, the 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 setting is like Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. Great film. I got to be honest with you, I never watched it. Well, it's on uh Netflix or Disney Plus one. I don't think it's on Disney Plus. I think it's on Prime. No, wait. That might have been a Disney movie. No, uh it was not. No, not in that era. That was uh Watcher in the Woods, is Tron. It, oh my years. gosh, yeah. Is it Dragon Slayer or Beastmaster that has Burgess Meredith? Or neither one? Burgess Meredith. Is Burgess Meredith in Clash of the Titans? I can't remember the penguin being in any of those, but maybe he is. I just can't recall. 1981, Dragon Slayer. Burgess Meredith? No, I'm just looking oh. at the when it came out. Um, Paramount. It was a Paramount picture. Okay, okay. Man, that scratch looks a whole lot like a scratch on a certain snake underground. Yeah. Well, too bad Baby Yoda won't heal him. He's going to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, he led up to this. He, sa he says, oh, he's a carnivore earlier. Dude, I think that dude is like a Klaatu. I don't have one. Oh, here, they're on my wall. it. <clears throat> is anyone in the chat helping me out here? He's in Clash. Clash of the Titans. Thank you. Clash Burgess. of the Titans, thanks. Who is he? Does Clash Steve open Titans? a figure every time he sits oh, down to watch? Oh, come on. He's the old guy, the trainer. That's exactly who he is. Right. Of course he's he's gonna have uh what's the main character's name in, in Clash? Clash. Of the Titans. Have I not told you that story? No. When when the previews were coming out, that's all that's also nineteen eighty one. Oh, you thought it was Clash of Clash the Titans. Of the Titans. It's like everybody's <laughs> talking about, well, who do you think's gonna be cool? I'm like, Clash. He's Clash gonna, is be, gonna cool. be my awesome. brother made so much fun of me. So what is his name? It's not Perseus. Perseus. Okay. Yeah. I was right. So he's like, Perseus, you're gonna eat lightning, you're gonna crap thunder. That's what he said. Yep. Speed is what we need. Greasy, fast speed. Look at that. The baby healed him. Oh. He's 80s made. Well, he absolutely, like, he just turned around on the kid. Like, he's like, I can't kill this kid now. Oh, yeah, that's it. You know, Stallion, I mean, I don't want to kill this kid. <laughs> oh, see, in case we didn't read it, we have to be told. What's that? She said, do you think he's having second thoughts? Mm. And then, then the Mando says, I need your eyes. Right like, now? Like pull them out and give them to Yeah, you? I guess so. This was not part of the deal. Uh, this is a great moment. Yes. When old Chubbs turns around and is like, I'm going to teach you all a lesson. Chubbs. <laughs> Shoot that gator. <laughs> Just tap it in, happy. <laughs> Tap it in. <laughs> you know me, Stallion? I'm always going to come up with something else. N-n-n-nails, <laughs> Mando. Nails, not snails. 
The plan was to kill you and take the kid. Well, no crap, Grief Karga. We think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we figured that one out, you know. That's why I brought these people here. Yeah. Uh, That's why we're riding the Blurgs and you ain't. Uh, gosh, the kid is just, I'm sorry. I know that I'm a grown man and shouldn't be like, he's so cute every time I see him, but I just can't get over the cuteness of Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's that, 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 that's plastic gold right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you make it, we'll buy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost like that Razor Crest that Haslab was putting out. You going to do that thing or not? You going to pull the trigger? I am not going to pull the trigger. Because you have to buy a stove. That's not why. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuffity has a new video out. We'll be watching that between... Um, oh, will we? Nice. Yeah, we'll be watching that between episodes. <laughs> Does Steve open a figure every time? I try to if I've got some that I can open. I love opening Star Wars figures. Oh, now you're making me want to pop one open over here. Have you got any to open? Uh, let me see what I got. Oh, I got Wolf over here. Oh, yeah? I got Tuso, too. I don't know. I'm 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 leaving them on the card. I'm leaving K2S on the card. I like having him on the card. Nothing ever stays on a card with me. I just really like these vintage cards. I feel like they display well on the wall. Well, they can display just fine without the figure in it. But well, I'm keeping them on the card until I'm ready to put them in a place where I can keep all the accessories together. Right. I need to get some more um, stands. Uh, yeah, I, I used to have a bunch of them, but I sold them all. Is oh, this is where Baby Yoda smiles real big? No, that's when he's riding on the speeder with IG Eleven. Oh, the wind with man, the there's a hair. nice Clone Wars tribute. What is that? Clone Wars, not the Clone Wars. IG droids on speeder bikes. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. The micro series. <clears throat> this is a setup. So cool to see biker scouts. Oh yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about them being all laid back. I mean, obviously, this really the way they're just standing there, too casual and everything. It really reminds me of the thoughts that uh, um, I don't know how to say his name really, but Palion was having um, hmm? at the beginning of uh, Heir to the Empire. Heir, yeah, because mm -hmm. he's talking about like there's a, someone that's yelling for him, and he's like, "This would have never happened in the old Empire," you know, like. Oh yeah, it's gotten and, too lax. Right. And so I just, it makes me think of that. On the Chimera. I love that he's like, I'll pay you for the helmet. <laughs> he's going <laughs> on my wall. On your wall. Just go with it, Stallion. What if he called everybody Stallion? If he pulls that one time, it's it's over. Oh, sure. I, over. Yeah, I know. You can't do that. Just have it Oh, in. no, no, no. He'd have to be on the show then. You know, he would have to. Oh, you talking about Rocky? You ran uh, yeah. Stallone? Hey, yo, Mando. I... No, I mean Grief Cargo would come on Geek Out Loud. Oh, That's you, what you I'm think? Saying. Oh, yeah, you think so? Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be that'd be great to have Grief Cargo on on that. That'd be a, yes. That'd be a get, wouldn't it? Yeah. Having having Carl Weathers on on the show. You know, I guess it's kind of like uh, troops. Again, it's the things we don't see on screen. Oh yeah, yeah. With with them just kind of laid back like that, and the way true. they treat Baby Yoda later. That's true. Sweet Baby Yoda. I mean, you feel. 
sweet baby Yoda. Look how messy those those costumes are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I just it, uh, oh, I, this is. I this hate how it. this episode ends so badly. <clears throat> I gotta give some volume here. I gotta hear the yeah. client. It's amazing how beautiful Beskar can be when forged by its ancestral artisans. Artisans. Can I offer well, you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? I would be obliged. I love hearing it come through your speaker. Why? Because it's perfectly synced. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> it is a shame. How about the old Death Star droid over there? Yeah. Just in this situation it was all avoidable avoidable did mandalore resist our expansion oh here this is it this is a politician who can't understand system it touches judged by any metric safety prosperity trade opportunity peace compare imperial rule to what is happening now look outside is the world more peaceful since the revolution? I see nothing but death. Yeah. And chaos. You want freedom? I would like to see the baby. Or security and peace. I love, I love how he's like, he's giving that whole speech like, I would like to see the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's asleep. Like that's that's the reason you're you, now you're you're taking him in to be. Um, to be held captive by this person, and you're about uh-huh. to, uh, and and you're gonna basically, it. Why does it matter that he's asleep? You know. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't have much time to think about that one. He, he's asleep. He's asleep. <laughs> I can't. Uh, you, he's asleep, stallion. Give me a gun. Yo, I I want to see that baby. <laughs> he's. You know, I mean, some people think he's cute. I think he's cute. I mean, maybe you think and he's cute. Grief Karga does not have a plan for anything. No. You said there were four. Well, there's more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, it is sleeping. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy kind of is clueless, didn't he? Oh. Oh, what? Golly. Who shot him? I hate to see him go down. Oh, I remember who shot him. Never mind. I look, look at the droid. No blasters. No blasters. Yeah. He, he, he's going down. Of course he is. Poor There he goes. <laughs> only 3PO can avoid shots that long. Right. All, only 3PO can be in the midst of a gunfight and not get hit. It's because 3PO oh, has death troopers. Speed. You thought they were all killed in Rogue One. Well, there's still a handful of them. No, they only exist in handfuls. That's the point. Mm. Never put them all in what, one place. What is the deal with that? Uh, troop transport. Yes. Oh, love it. Did, I just saw a preview tonight while we were watching uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune or Family Feud 1. And uh, they had a troop transport going off a cliff. What? what? Yes. There was a preview for Mandalorian? Yes. Wow. This is bad. Indeed it is. Look, uh, 
Let's pull up the chat real quick, see what people are saying. You should watch my best friend documentary about his tumultuous friendship with the crazy actor Klaus, Klaus Krinsky. The Weathers Originals. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see Stallone playing a major character in the next Guardian of the Galaxy? Thinks he will. Uh, he's Takar, and you know, in the yeah. old comics, Takar is the one who knows. Uh, Starhawk and um, totally different than I mean like Sylvester Stallone is a weird choice for that character but you know what in the MCU it, a good it choice works for Judge Dredd too I thought he was a good choice for Judge Dredd I mean he has the chin and the face and all but Stakar uh, okay I'll give you that it's the voice well yeah. I don't know he actually did it well in the movie yeah Stallone is is an underrated actor and writer uh, I think um, uh, only if people—he's not underrated as a as a writer. It's just people don't know, right? People don't know how that dude's genius. Mm -hmm. But also, like if you watch Copland, I mean, that's one of his better roles. Uh, you know, that really gets outside of the action adventure stuff and everything, and um, and he does a really good job. And then I'm sorry—is that when he was a cop and Wesley Snipes was a bad guy? Is mm. that Copland? I don't know that Wesley Snipes was the bad guy. I think that I think oh, you're getting that, that confused with Demolition Man. My bad. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you're getting either either confused. You're confusing with Tommy Lee Jones and U.S. Marshals. Oh yeah. Which actually Robert Downey Jr. Spoiler alert: Robert Downey Jr. was the bad guy, and there he is, Moff Gideon. Oh man, Gus everything Spring. is out in the open here in a minute. Oh, that's true. Like he absolutely, um, kind of spills the beans on the Mandalorian and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, this is not good. No, not at all. This is one of the saddest moments in the series. You know, the, the way this episode ends is just, Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It breaks your heart because you just, I mean, here's this dude that's fighting for the freedom of the kid. And it's like, just make it to the ship, make it to the ship. Come on, man. Almost there. means more to me i mean like why does it mean anything to him it's the baby yoda mm, we just don't know oh. oh no i hate seeing that i hate seeing this oh well because you, you hate seeing that because you know what's mm -hmm. happened here yeah man like you do kind of hope that he's not dead somehow but you know that he is and oh he is oh that's the end of this episode. Yeah, that's it. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the episode. And um, oh, look at the Death Trooper. The art for the Death Troopers is great. Oh, yeah. Written by John Favreau, created by John Favreau. Um, you know, they were definitely getting into... I mean, this is just such a great... She looks like Tank Girl there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the, the art for her is not the best in the world. I like the way she looks... That's good. Yeah, that's a good look for her there with the Texas death match there. Looks like Hondo's there in the middle, frankly. That silhouette. Mm-hmm. Look at that little guy holding up the IG-11. Man. Like, it's... it it. Do you... Uh, you you got to wonder if they write these things for some people. There's some good concept art. Or if they just did some of this art after the fact. Um, you don't know. Because there was that one in the Gunslinger that... It looked just like Orlando Bloom, and you think, right. wonder if they wrote it for him. Yep. And he said, yeah, that looks cool, but no, I can't do that. I'm doing something else. What was he doing? I mean, what's Orlando Bloom Who doing knows? these days? Yeah, nothing. 
doing nothing. Golly. You just, you know, you hate that Quill's dead. You hate that the, the child's in the hands of the of the Empire now. The the Mandalorian and Cara Dune and Grief Karg are all pinned down by Moff Gideon. And uh, we're headed over to Chapter 8. But before we do, yeah, this is Stuffity, our own Stuffity, Mando making his own theme music. I don't know what this is about. I don't know if I ever got the request in about um, Wanted Dead or Alive, but we'll find out here. Oh, no. <laughs> I already like it. By the way, I already like it. <laughs> uh, hold on. I need, to stop. I need to stop it here. I'm going to put the link to you, and I'm going to put it in the chat as well, Shaz Bazaar. Here it is in our oh, chat. I, I don't need the link. I'm here. You're there? All right. I'm going to give it to everyone else in the chat to head over to uh, <laughs> says Stephanie says, this is my own. I, I Listen, I like what Are I heard already. Are we going to zero out for this one? So, uh, yeah, I'm at zero. I'm zeroed out. Um, on the YouTube. <laughs> this is Stuffy making his own theme. This is Mando making his own theme music, as done by our own. I call him our own Stuffy, even though he is he has no need of us. He's super he talented. He's so much better than us. That's right. He hasn't just spoken. So for those of you watching live, it's in the chat. I will try to remember it to put it in the show description when I post the episode. Um. And here we go. Uh, Stuffity, Mando making his own theme music. I'm going to go three, two, one, play. And uh, when I say play, I'll hit the play triangle. And I hope you'll hit it with me. Three, two, one, play. I love it. I just love it. <laughs> He's doing the do 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 do. Doctor Gratu. Thank you very much. You have my 
heartfelt gratitude. Uh, is that a bounty puck? He burped. <laughs> Look, uh, there must be some mistake. I can get you more credits. <laughs> that is wonderful hum delorean that is great oh thumbs up to stephanie thank you stephanie oh That's been man fantastic. that is i never knew i wanted that so bad oh i've got to share this with everybody that i know i'm putting it in i'm putting it in my uh i'm putting it on the twitter right now the geek out loud twitter um, you must watch this. And so, uh, <laughs> oh man, that's so good. <laughs> I'm going to pin this to the top of my profile <laughs> on Geek Out Loud. Oh. Please like and retweet. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Oh. Thank you so much for that, Stephanie. That is a wonderful idea. Wonderful job. As always, you're the best around. Oh my gosh, everyone needs to share that. If that doesn't go viral, then there's no justice in the world. Um, that deserves every bit of accolades it can get. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So, all right, so we're back over now to Disney+. Plus. Um, and it's the final chapter, chapter eight, Redemption. Redemption. Stop it. And I'm going to zero out if it'll let me, and it did. It gave me a zero. <clears throat> I Just am. Just like that droid. I am a zero. So. <laughs> so am I. Is that, hmm. All right. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. I knew I was going to love it the minute I heard him just do the na na. Just just the beginning. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had a quarter of the talent that Stuffity has. He is so good with what he does. Um, And he doesn't just come up with an idea and throw it together. Right. He really works on this yeah. stuff, and it's fantastic. Have you seen his solo Spaceballs mashup? No. It's so good. You know, they're doing the Kessel Run, and they're trying to get to yeah. hyperspace and everything. He puts in um, yogurt, giving them the liquid Schwartz. And so instead of no, raw... I do believe I have seen yeah, that. Boy, so, it's been a while, though. So yeah. instead of raw, whatever it is that they're getting, what is the stuff called that they're going after? Um uh, plutonium or some such hyperdrive juice i'm just gonna call it that yeah instead of the raw fuel they actually like he used the the liquid uh liquid schwartz it's so good um now i just want to go down a rabbit hole of stuffy videos oh yeah that's never a bad thing but we'll have to leave it for another day because we got that's true i'm sorry yeah we've got chapter we got chapter eight to do so yeah, I look, the stuff you didn't put it on my radar. I did watch it. The the Monty Python on the Sanctuary Moon. It was a Star Wars mashup. That's worth your that's worth watching too. Oh. Because you've got <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Come back here and fight, you know, it's all that good stuff. 
it's good there's going to be a rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His stuff. He's got enough to to make a good rabbit hole. Um. So definitely need to need to check out Stuffity's um Stuffity stuff. Uh, he he Stuffity did stuff. like there's so much stuff that he did just for us. Like we just sat on a whim. And stuff that he put it together. And it, it's just, he's wonderful. He's just a wonderful dude. And he's always like offering to help me make my stuff better. And I never take the time to really set up a time to actually sit and talk to him because I'm a, I'm a loser and I'm a bad person. And, uh, and so I want everyone to know that the reason anything that I do sucks is because I will not accept help from stuff the way I should. By the way, speaking of um, people helping out, uh, this episode is brought to you by... Um, our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash geek out loud. <clears throat> our featured supporter is Craig Weir. Craig was a normal guy doing normal things at normal times. And one day he was hit by a radioactive sound wave emanating from the boom box of a breakdancing nuclear scientist. This happened on the one day that Craig decided to do something out of the norm upon picking himself up off the cardboard. That's where the breakdancing was happening. Craig found he had the ability to emit sonic boom-like sound waves from his throat, through his mouth, of course. With this loud, quote-unquote, scream, Craig can knock back the bad guys. He's even learned to ride the sound waves, giving him sort of an ability to fly. Taking inspiration from the source of his powers, Craig now calls himself Boombox. That's Craig Boomboxware. He's our featured supporter on this episode of Geek Out Loud. If you want to support us, you can do so if you're in a position to do so by going over to patreon.com slash geek out loud and we appreciate all of those who support us and we appreciate you supporting us over that way all right i'm at uh disney plus i'm in season one chapter eight of the mandalorian redemption and uh, i'm zeroed out at zeros across the board on the counter and uh i'm gonna go three two one play you know the drill i'll say i'll hit play when i say play and i hope you'll hit it along with me here we go three two one play the Disney Plus logo has logoed. And uh, here's our previously on. Previously on The Mandalorian. On The Humdalorian. That's forever in my mind now. Every time I'm going to hear it, oh, I'll have man. to sing it. <laughs> so good. Oh man, he's just the best. Stuffy's just the best. All right. Oh, it hurts to laugh. Oh, goodness gracious. All oh, right. we got to spend a lot of time with Quill again so we can miss him again. Mm-hmm. So, Quill just drank through a straw. That was me. Oh. I apologize. That was totally me. I, did, I thought I had more water in the cup than I did and uh, got the old slurpy noise, which everyone loves to hear on a podcast. That's uh, better than a scream in the middle of the night. So when you saw the the wings of the TIE fighter fold down. Never expected that to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering, is that meant to be the design of all of them? Yes. Because we've never seen it until now. Never seen it, but we haven't ever seen one land on the ground. Before. We have in Rebels. We have in Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. Chalk one up for Steve. Now we're even. 
<laughs> one for me, one for you. Um, how fortunate was he? How how fortunate. fortunate. Mm. Was powerful Jedi was he? Powerful Jedi. That's what I'm telling you. I know. I know, Shaz. I, I wish I would have listened to you all those years ago. Didn't now these know me all those years ago. It's these um. Oh, it's called an Outlander Tie Fighter. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. thank you. Thank you, Sad. Sad. S A D. It's some kind of variant, I'm assuming, that can land without a star destroyer. Yeah, well, we saw them out- land without a star destroyer in Rebels, so. Yes, but they were part of a garrison. That's they true. They weren't supposed to go off off the grid like this that's true well you know they don't, don't they're not the baby yoda oh that made everyone hate him uh it's oh. not a you know they don't have hyperdrive they're not equipped with hyperdrive that's true it must have been part of a convoy got lost or something yeah so. does the does the outlander have a hyperdrive i'm not i'm not at liberty to tell you that or is he just you know he might be left behind well how know, do we know i mean like this look and they, so he can travel all over the planet and land anywhere and get back in his ship. Well, here's my thing. There's some kind He's of... hit him again. Yeah. <laughs> there, what is that thing, anyway? There's some kind of... There has to be some kind of lander that brought down the troop transport and the death troopers and everything. Um, who's to say there's not a Star Destroyer up in orbit right now? True. You know? True. So, oh, there's, oh, yeah. There, there's a Star Destroyer there somewhere. Because you just brought all those troops in all at once. Right. I mean, it's not like you can just call the 501st and they show up. Oh, wait. This is fantastic. This is, I mean, this is almost too comedy. You know, this is, this is almost troops, man. Straight up. Right. Yeah. But it's almost too comedic. Like, you know, it's one thing to. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to have some humor in Star Wars. Another thing to make a parody of Star Wars in Star Wars. Yeah. It's another thing to do a whole bit, you know, but. um, I mean, it's troops. Yeah. Well, it's Tag and Bink. Did you ever read those oh, comics? Let's see. Yeah, Tag and Bink. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're named that. They should be if they're not. Isn't Jason Sudeikis one of those guys? He's a comedic actor. I'm familiar with the name. I know I'd know his face, but yeah, I don't know you'd the know name his face. face. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on confirmation. Wait a second. Jason Sudeikis. Was he the guy from uh, Emp- not Empire Records? I don't Small know. rats. No, that's Jason Lee. Oh, Jason Lee. Okay. Well, I love the guy one. says no update yet. He just killed an officer for interrupting him. <laughs> Is yeah. he talking about? I guess he's talking about Moff Gideon. Yes. So you hit it pretty hard. I love. You know. <laughs> you can you can rationalize anything to get your way. Yeah. <laughs> When he's putting his finger at him, you know what's going to happen. Oh, sure. Yeah, just to keep the comedy bit going. <laughs> oh, then he Whoa! hits him. Uh, I really don't like that guy. And so this Neither is why I'm IG really 11. glad to see this take place. Oh, man. This is, I mean, look, as cool as it was to watch him in the first episode, what he's about to do is just fantastic when he hops on the speed. Like you say, it's a throwback to... The Tartakovsky Clone Wars micro series. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um IG Lancer droids. Oh. Man. Like you like you see, they totally are assassin droids. And oh yeah. 
<laughs> this is so great. Is that the bag that they're selling on HasLab with the animatic Yoda in it? Maybe. Maybe so. Or I Hasbro love... Pulse, rather. Now, look, this is the kind... Well, coming up is the kind of humor you want when he's driving through and, and you get that close-up shot of Baby Yoda. It's a fun opening, but the, I feel like the humor goes a little too far there, to be honest with you. I feel yeah, like... You're, yeah, you're you probably know, right. They have... I, you know, I'm so much more forgivable of this thing than I was The Last Jedi. Oh, sure. Because you have a lot of buy-in before the your mom joke. Right, right. Yeah, or but you. you know, but here's the thing. like You never have a whole bit go on with mm -mm. Star Wars and that's kind of the that's kind of the problem with the the modern day stuff is like um is they is they want to do those little bits and everything I, honestly I think it's because of Marvel. I think they look at Marvel and say, "Well, Marvel was real funny and they had little funny bits like this and so we've got to be like Marvel." And and you yeah, really don't. don't have to be like Marvel. Well, right, you really don't. All right, so this is the big cannon coming here and this is Look, Star Wars accessories. Yes, sir. You don't think I've got that sitting over in my shelf right now in the uh, Imperial Hoth base? Man, I got that thing so many years later. Really? The only one of those three I got originally was the vehicle maintenance energizer. Didn't we have this discussion? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I got yeah. the vehicle maintenance energizer. I got that. I never got the radar laser gun, the radar dish. Uh, I didn't get the one that popped apart. Matthew uh, Hemlip had that. Mm -hmm. um, but I had the one that came with... One of the play sets, you know. What is this cannon well, called? It's um a web, a web cannon. Something. Yeah, I love w the fact they've got the power pack. I love. I think they already have. Oh, okay. I love the power pack aspect of it and hooking up the. the I mean, because it really is just like the toy. You know, it was a tripod, oh, yeah. and uh, and you had to run the cable to the to the box. Your astute panic suggests that you understand the situation. I mean, he is, he's monologuing. He's such a villain. Oh, yeah. Members of my escort Here it is. have completed assembly of an E-Web heavy repeating blaster. There we go, E-Web. If you are unfamiliar with this weapon, I am sure that Republican shock trooper Karasynthia Dune of Alderaan will advise you that she spills has witnessed many of her ranks vaporized mid-descent. Facing the predecessor of this particular model. Or perhaps the decommissioned Mandalorian hunter, Din Djarin, has heard the songs of the siege of Mandalore. When gunships outfitted with similar ordnance laid waste to fields of Mandalorian recruits in the night of a thousand tears. I advise disgraced magistrate Grief Karga to search the wisdom of his years and urge you to lay down your arms and come outside. The structure you are trapped in will be raised in short order and your storied lives will come to an unceremonious end. He is, I like the way he talks. Yes, he is such a great Reasonable villain. He's such a great villain and, and the fact that he's able to monologue like that and make it as just so menacing, you know, mm -hmm. is so good, you know, and unfortunately the dude's apparently a really nice guy in, in real life, but like, uh, you know, on Breaking Bad, he was just one of the greatest villains of all time. Uh, it, you know, in, in here, it just, he just leans into that side of his acting and does a great job. 
Uh, Daniel Indy, Star Wars ha- had a subtle joke. The new stuff has Marvel humor, which is telling a joke and making sure the audience knows you're telling a joke. So, Yeah, good point. Yeah. He would be a great Bond villain, Darth Hound. Oh, yeah. He would be. He's great at memorizing names. <laughs> <laughs> Din- yeah, because I couldn't remember Din Jarn's name at all to save my life this whole series. I, I have to him wait until this episode every time. Really, I just couldn't remember his name. So I, I think it's disrespectful to call him by his name. You just got to call him the Mandalorian. So, or Mando. He knows who he is. It's Moff Gideon, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. So he's supposed to be having been executed. For war crimes. Also. But a- Admiral Trench died at least twice. That's true. That's true. Um, Aren't the... Uh, Aren't the aren't the songs of the siege of Mandalore in one of those Mandalore rain? Yes, it is. Mm, that's what I thought. Actually, two of them are. Two of them are Mandal. Two of them are Mandalore rain. Yes. Are they both called Mandalore rain? Yes. How do you tell the difference? Well, one of them sounds like Steve Glosson, and mm-hmm. the other one sounds like High Adventure. I was going to just say they're not spelled the same. They're not spelled the same, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, an extensive flashback. Look, I still say that 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 contest was rigged because High Adventure had more fans than I did. So, yes, that's that's what it was. And you know what? It's been long enough. I can tell this now. When I met James Arnold Taylor for the first time and told him who I was, I was going to tell that story. Okay, go but ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. And okay. Tell it. And told him who I was and everything, and, I, and how exciting it was to hear him say my name, you know, as the second runner-up and everything. He leaned in, he said, I really thought yours was better. Yeah. So. He's such a nice guy. He, he really, gives good compliments. Yeah, he totally lied right to my face and everything. It was great. He, he, yeah, he does that. <gasps> Shaz Bazaar. <laughs> I don't think he does. He's, oh. a very, he, he's a very honest-seeming oh, dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. He was really kind to say that, and. I'm sure he really believed it in his heart. I think he did too. So, yeah, we're seeing droid ships. We're seeing the droids come through. I mean, I made this point a couple episodes ago, you know, like if nothing else, this show did a great job of making the droids scary again, especially those super battle droids. Because when you first see those super battle droids in Attack of the Clones, they're pretty scary. You know, I mean, they're just knocking the normal droids out of the way and just blasting everything. Oh, yeah. And so when you get to episode three, they're sitting there making jokes and stuff. You know, like, what was that? I don't know. What was that? You know, and R2 takes them out with, uh, of course, he's R2, but he takes them out with some oil and some fire. Well, there's a difference between, you know, going up against basic civilians and being faced with something like that. And R2, who is always saving people from everything. Yep, yep. Great moment here. This, I mean, there's his origin, old Din Djarin. Din Jarn or Din Jaren? Din Jarn or Din Jaren? Din Din Jarn, I think is what he said. And is that pre Vizsla? Uh, no, but it is the Death Watch there. Is, is that pre Vizsla? Could it be? I don't know. That's I what don't I'm remember asking. those yellow stripes ever being on pre Vizsla, but notice that's Death Watch. Right. Oh, is it because you're saying that because of the colors are wearing? Yep, the colors, and it's got the insignia on the okay. Oh, shoulders, on the shoulder yeah, there. The, yep. Nice. Well, I wonder what planet this is that they're doing this on. I don't know, but remember they had a falling out with uh, Dooku, so there's this is this is 
this part is the of results the of that. To that. Yeah. But didn't uh, post it's not previous. Let's post Visla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was a tad underwhelming. We knew it was a foundling, and if you don't know Death Watch, it doesn't give you new info. I just think it's great to see kind of the scene play out. It's the flashback that's been kind of playing out, and it's the scene that ends up playing out. I didn't know it was Death Watch, and I still loved seeing it, you know, because yeah. it, it was it was good. Because honestly, even though we knew that he was a foundling and he went with the Mandalorians, the fact that it was a droid army... You know, we were actually talking about it amongst my friends, and we were saying, do you think a Jedi is going to save him? Oh, and, really? And the fact that it wasn't a Jedi, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and this this gives credence to Creed. my, well, I think a lot of us have this theory. I think it's been passed around quite a bit about Wooer in the cantina, why he didn't like droids. No, we're not serving droids here. We don't serve their kind. Yeah, yet. he might have had some stuff with the with the old Clone Wars. Huh? Oh, yep, I love it. There Look, it was. The baby Yoda just happy. Oh, Quill has been terminated. What did you do? I love that he's, he immediately blames it on him. <laughs> it's cool, but not pieced out like it was. It teased more. Well, you know, to each his own. I It's not, something, it's not a hill I'm going to die on when it comes to my Star Wars fandom. It's just... I thought it was cool. I thought it was nice to see, it, to me, to see Mandalorians in action in live action is always very oh, yeah. cool to me. And this is so great, man. Oh, yes. there he is. There's the face. The fun. <laughs> he was a little nervous earlier, but th that that's, oh yeah. Like, here, like here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, I know we've got Rise of the Resistance now down at Galaxy's Edge. You've got the whole Millennium Falcon thing. Where now is the ride through the streets of Navarro? taking out stormtroopers ride. You know, that's wow. that's the next thing they need to do. Yeah, you know, a la the uh, the Toy Story ride where you shoot things and yeah. shoot yeah. the targets oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Except you go through real fast like on a speeder bike. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I kind of thought that that's how they should do a trench run ride. Mhm. Mm is have two different tracks that inter that 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 are beside each other. And you can either be in the line for the rebellion, and your your queue will be, you know, there in uh, that base. Yeah, on Yavin Four. On Yavin Four, or you can be in line to be a Tie Fighter pilot, mm -hmm. yeah. and you would be in the Death Star. Yeah. And and so the queues would be different, but though, but they could come through and intersect, and you can actually try to fire at your enemies and score hits as you're riding the roller coaster. Right. I think that would be a fun trip. Yeah, I think so. It'd be, I think it'd be great. I think that, <clears throat> I think that Star Wars offered tons of opportunities um, to to have an amusement park, and uh, and and I don't know that um, I don't I, I know that people have, ugh, like he's now like he's been Batman and now he's Rambo. Yes, you know, and here comes Rambo Part Two. <laughs> you know, now remember this this e web. Right. It has to be on a tripod. Yeah. Dude just hoofs it. Yeah. It's kind of like that, uh, was it the second episode? By the way, IG-11 had a long rifle and then a short Stormtrooper blaster. One in nice. each hand, just like the vintage IG-88. Yes. 
But no, I, I do feel like that Disney missed an opportunity with the fullness of what they could do with it because they wanted it to be this immersive, you're in the world experience. Yeah, and I understand that. You, under- you got to choose one way or the other. I understand, but I think you could have chosen that way and not had it, you know, but they were so worried about locking it into canon and everything, you know? Well, here's the benefit of, of having two parks side by side that you can park hopper from one to the right. other. Right. Because uh, the way they do Universal with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you could do something similar even uh, with with Galaxy's Edge. Right. You could hop a train that goes to Epcot, and they could have that over at Epcot, yeah. and turn Spaceship Earth into the Death Star. Yeah, they should have done that a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Her soldier's training kicks in right there, and it's, you know, like you see that Cara Dune, you know, you can take the soldier out of the war, but you can't take the soldier out of the girl there. I mean, she literally is, uh, you know, she goes out and goes after the man. She's not going to leave one down. And, yeah. um, and, of course, he's dying. They do have Star Tours outside the Galaxy's Edge part still. Oh, Star okay. Tours is still outside? So That's see, they could do it over says. there. If you go near this child, I'll have no choice but to kill you. <laughs> Can you do anything to move the great? Yes, of course. Who do you think I am? But I'm watching you. Oh, he's he can have eyes in the back of his head. Exactly. the The term you just got your bell rung. That's very much an Earth term, a fighter's term. Even you know, it's what yeah. they used to say when someone would literally. It's what they used to call concussions back in the old days. You know, he just right. got his bell right. rung. Um, and so I, I do feel like sometimes they, they get a little too earthbound with their conversations and their dialogue. Sometimes. Yeah. There, there is a line you can, you can walk, right? but it's a razor's crest, a razor's edge right? line. Uh, now this is great. Isn't this from, uh, is this from force unleashed? Um, this flamethrower guy. I'm not sure. Um, he's from one of the Star Wars games. He's from the Mandalorian, is what he's from. Big well, old flamethrower. Where we've more recently seen him. Um, they had flame troopers in Episode Seven. Yes, but no, no. I, before that, we th- this guy's been seen. His paint job's been seen before. Well, I think oh yeah. Well, the, he in the in one of the more recent video games, he oh, had a more recent one, maybe. Yeah, so. that paint scheme is a shock trooper. Um, he, uh, maybe it had something to do with Inferno Squadron, that sort of thing on the Battleground stuff, but, um, oh, Battleground, but Battleground, Battlefront, Battlefront, and, um, he, uh, oh no, does Baby Yoda, I, I, I totally don't remember this, by the way. Oh, okay, this is going to take everything out of him. Is he holding back the flame there? Yeah. Yes. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Holding back the flame, baby Push Yoda. Push back the flame. Oh man. <laughs> you got to go back, back and tell flame. all your all your trooper buddies that you just got taken out by a baby. Oh. Guys, I'm out. Incinerator trooper. Into the garbage chute, Thanks, fly boy. Man incinerator trooper i think yeah 
Um, Battlefront 2, First Order Flame Trooper. I don't see Clone Flame Trooper from Wikipedia or Special Branch. They don't look anything like that. I mean, I do think this is um this is the first time we see him. Mandalorian makes a four Okay, you're right. Force Unleashed Stormtrooper. How a Force Unleashed Stormtrooper differs from why am I doing this while this other thing's on? Um Let's see. Uh. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, 2008's Force Unleashed. Where's the Flame Trooper from that? You're right, Shaz. I got to show you a Christmas video from that year. One of these days. My wife was really underwhelmed by him taking off his helmet. What? I know. I was like... Was she not tracking the story? No. Well, she was just like... I thought he looked better than that. Oh. You know? And and I'm like, well, okay, but he's just been through the ringer, you know. Yeah, he looks horrible. But you know, I, you don't expect to see the fear in his eyes the way that we do. Yeah, there. Um, but is this spray on back to? Is that what that is? Back yeah, to spray. Yeah. Back to spray. <laughs> we used to call it back team. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned Mercurochrome the other night. Oh, yeah. And my yeah. wife thought I had gone slap crazy. She's like, what, what in mean? the world is Mercurochrome? Oh, okay. I got that put on me in uh, first grade. Oh, man. I'd get it put on every Falling time. on the uh, playground. Got glass embedded in my forehead. Yeah, scraped knees, scraped elbows. Just put Mercurochrome on it. Just dab yeah. it on there where you got scraped up real good. It's an antiseptic, and they took it off the market because it has mercury in it. Well, they put it right on my head. That's right. It's fine. So you're you know, fine. You'll that, be okay. That's a straight line to madness. Little mercury never hurt anybody, but a lot. <laughs> that can be detrimental. That's I remember right. My, my last semester in college, my buddy uh, who was a nuclear engineer, also my roommate, came home with a a vial of mercury, and we played with it all day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, it was always fun if someone broke a thermometer accidentally. Oh, yeah, but this this was a good bit of mercury. Oh, man. We could push it around the floor. I saw I saw a video where someone had like a little vat of mercury, and they floated an anvil in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because mercury is so dense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um, so I'm confused. Does he not know where he is? No, because he's never taken this entrance before. Oh, I got you. And so we're going to meet up with the armorer. Have the other Mandalorians just gotten off world? Is that what's going on here? We do not know, but let's watch it because it's about to it's about to hit right here. There it is. Oh, my. Yeah, you forgot about that. I, I did. No, 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 no. M. Dunn says, I've got old Mercurochrome in medicine cabinet right now. You need to get rid of it, M. Dunn. It's got mercury in it. It'll kill you and your family. Wow. I totally forgot about this. Yeah, this is a big deal, man. You were still fussing with your wife about taking his helmet off. I can't know. I mean, I honestly haven't watched this since it was 
first aired and so that's what i'm saying and you kind of miss some of it then. well i mean i watched it twice that day once with lucas and oh, once okay. with my wife so is this the work of your bounty hunters no the hunter just melted away huh he... oh okay so is she going to explain it yeah well sort of we revealed ourselves. We knew what could happen if we left the covert. Let's just turn it up instead of reading. Imperials. This is what resulted. Did any survive? I hope so. Some may have escaped off-world. See, that's the thing. Just don't know. Mm -hmm. Come with us. No. I will not abandon this place until I have salvaged what remains. She's melting down some Beskar. Did, didn't you say that she's also the history keeper? Well, I said uh, it, it, I said the, the look of her makes it seem yeah. like she may be the history keeper. I, I don't, now, we saw her in the Clone Wars, right? Uh, the armorer? Yeah. Not that I know of. I thought she was in season seven. Mm, I mean, she may have been. With Bo-Katan. She think was. So. Yeah, she was. And did they, well, the woman did her, the, the lady that does the voice here, plays her, she, she did right. the voice. Yeah, so that makes me think that's her. So I don't know if that means that she's the same character in Clone Wars. I think we should understand it that way. Of course, you know, Pre Vizsla's voice was in this too and it's not pre Vizsla but that's because he's a big guy right right and so I'm just um see oh see yeah see she that, knows that makes me think it's her I know of such things she had she saw a Jedi in action see you put you put season seven no. with this she was there enemies but this individual is not what is it it is a foundling. By Creed. It is in your care. Mm -hmm. You wish me to train this thing? It is too weak. It would die. You have no choice. You must reunite it with its own kind. What kind of training Where? do they go through? You must determine. You can't train it. It's too weak. It would die. Galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers. This is the way. Okay. <laughs> I like that much better than, yep. Hey. <laughs> These tunnels would be lousy with imps in a matter of minutes. We should at least discuss an escape plan. So, no, I just like the, 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 what I was saying was like just the way her helmet looks. She's got the horns on there. Why? Yep. You know, it's reminiscent of Darth Maul. She's got a, the way the, the T visor works is different. You know, it just has something going. And it just seems like that. I, that stuff, I, yeah. yeah, I think that if you actually got into her, her whole role, that there may be something to her as far as keeping the history of the thing. Yeah, you know, if not, you know, necessarily as a storyteller, the story is told in her armor. Right. This is she what I'm saying. She has all these different eras represented right in her armor right yeah. and and so that's kind of that was kind of my thought process and i don't I like know that. yeah I, i'm not i'm not saying that i'm right i'm just saying it's no, kind I, of a, 
I'm buying into it, dude. That's definitely what what it is. Well, I mean, if it they if it's not, then I'm not going to be mad. You know what I'm saying? It's just one. Well, thing. until they change it. Okay. Done. It that goes with me. That's that's All that's right. Shaz Cannon right there. Well, I mean, it makes sense because you got to think making the armor for a Mandalorian is a sacred task. Yes. It so tells the, a story. I mean, if your sigil has to go through something. Look at. It, <laughs> It, you know, it all makes sense that her whole outfit would mean something. Mm. I have one more gift. Have you trained in the Rising Phoenix? I love that you can't just call it a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> this will make you complete. I love it that it'll I make you complete. Get me one of yeah. Those. I love it. I just love the phrase. This will make you complete. This is everything you need. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's not just, hey, this will help you on your journey. It's like this is, this is all that you're lacking. Man, Favreau wrote this one too. I think so. That dude must have played some Dungeons and Dragons. Why is that? Because this is the stuff you do during Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the, if you got a good dungeon master and you got some people who are really into it, you talk like this. You're mm -hmm. in character. Yeah. This will make you complete. Hmm. You'll say, here's a, here's a magical jetpack, plus four. <laughs> <laughs> Take this with you on your journey. That's from Zelda. Yeah. This will help you on your way. That's the, for the lesser DMs. Okay. Uh, the, the, the shots in this are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd had the idea of trying to learn to do a little Dungeons & Dragons and wanted to kind of do it on the yeah. podcast have a couple of people, you know, do a, what do you call it? A quest? Sure. Uh, a campaign. A, a campaign. Thank you. And, um, and then they come out with this other podcast that's doing it so well, you know, with like Kyle Newman and all his friends. And so I was like, why would I even bother? Cause it could be a cool little shtick for 10 it, minutes of every show. I think it could be for sure. You know, just depending on it, who we have doing it. Right. And it would be a whole different type version. Because theirs mean, is really getting into it, and you, yours would be, this is what friends do. That's just right. because we want to play a game. Uh, Daniel of says course, you can play a Star Wars one. I'd rather play a Geek Out Loud one. Like I would like to take the idea of of Dungeons and Dragons and just Geek Out Loud it up. You know, right? So we're into the fantasy stuff and the sci fi stuff and. You know, and they've got all of them. They had and uh, suddenly a transformer. A suddenly an Autobot. On. Suddenly an Autobot appears. Yeah. You know, or a transforming car appears. Do you trust it? You know, and uh, come to find out, it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> suddenly, I I don't know why everything. I don't know why I think there's so much of this in Dungeons. Suddenly, this appears. That's that's my view of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it happens with without a good dungeon master. Jeff Grimm was uh, when I played dungeon, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons the first time. I was playing with my brother's high school kids. My mm -hmm. brother was a freshman, and these were seniors and juniors with mm -hmm. him. They all came over, and man, it was awesome. And I guess 1995. It was it's 95. Mm -hmm. So I'm out of college, and uh, I bought a truck up in West Virginia. My how brother about, and I went up to go pick it up. Real quick, how about this R2 Sorry. unit on legs with arms, man? That's yeah. so cool. Speaking of arms, you know, L7 has 
R2 legs for arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I never noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, we went up to visit in 95 and just showed up at Jeff's house one night. And sure enough, they were playing a game and he just worked us into the campaign for the night. Wow. But he, he could, we, he would weave this stuff together. He would set the stage. It wasn't suddenly this happened. Right. When something showed up, the other people in the party would turn and tell us, you know, well, you know, we've run across this before and they'd tell us the whole story. Oh, nice. Nice. You don't get to advance D and D until the third year of college, Chaz. That's what uh, Daniel Andy says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was uh, fifth fifth grade. Um, the uh, I love one of the things like it said that. about that droid is it said he um he was chirping rhythmically. He's making his own theme music too. <laughs> oh, you mean you're watching the uh, subtitles? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, um. Na, 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 na. Singing. I sound like R2. Yes, I sound like That's R2. right. <laughs> beep boop beep bop. Beep boop beep beep beep. Um I love this uh I love this moment. Like it's such a great throwback when he talks about um you know when he what he's about to do with with the self-destruct. Yes. I mean it's a throwback to that very first episode. You know, it, it's just great classic like television storytelling it's it's good 80s movie storytelling you know it's just it, it's wonderful and so i can no longer carry this for you <laughs> okay put it on um and so he's going to see he, he, he just like baby yoda saved grief grief karga mm-hmm. nanny droid saved the mando yeah i can't lose you Mm. You matter to me. Yeah, I mean, like, well, this is huge because, you know, you again, He's you go back to the very first episode and he won't even accept a ride from a droid in a superior speeder. Right. You know, so <clears throat> he... Um, Great character arc. Right, yeah. He's he's come a long way. I don't see... Darth Hound says, I don't see a voice actress list for that Mando in Clone Wars Season 7 unless it was Ursa Wren, Sabine's mom. No, um, but it was Sabine's mom was there, and and there um, were three of them, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. and the I, I believe the third is the armorer, and yeah. I think they didn't put her name. They in didn't there put her name in there, of that. right? And it is Emily Sparrow doing the voice. I think her name's Sparrow, right? I believe you're correct. And so, yeah, it definitely is her doing the voice, and uh, I, I remember that being that's confirmed in RFR, wasn't it, on Rebel Force Radio? Yes. Yeah, that's where I heard it. So. From, by her, I think. I when they were doing an interview think with it her. was their interview. Um, Look at how shiny they sir. are. Can Ooh, shiny. Swallow, Emily Swallow. Okay. I thought it was Sparrow. Swallow, not Sparrow. It's one of those little birds. She's not listed on... I, yeah, but I don't... She's an unli- She's unlisted in the credits and stuff, Darth Hound, is what we're saying. Like, she was there, but they are. I think they were intentionally not listing her to... To keep, keep us it, from making that connection yet. Right, yeah. Because that connection is going to come up in season two. So, well, you know what we'll do? We'll pull it up it's momentarily important. once this is over. We'll pull up that episode of season seven. Do you remember where it was? Uh, it was that episode <laughs> that kept going. Oh, the where they kept going to jail back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one that they had the Han Solo character in the pre-visualization phase, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it became 
the sisters. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Love I love seeing these ships in the atmosphere. You know, it's something that oh, we yeah. got it's something that we were given in the Force Awakens initially. Force Awakens. And um and I don't feel like it's been overdone. It was all over Rogue One, you know, and um and so of course, you know, we didn't see it at all, really, any of them in in the last Jedi and just a few in uh and they hey, were in what's up? And they were in space in uh in the last one. So Oh Yeah, they were in space just The Armor well, takes out all those troopers, but does she survive? Yes. I'm gonna say I'm pretty sure she survives. The Empire has to send more down, right? I don't think so. I think that uh, no, the, they're after the, the child. Right, they're after the child. And so if you get, and that's the whole thing, like once they get off world, they don't care about the the Mandalorians anymore. No. Nope. They're just after the child. Moff Gideon is just after the child. Great move. Oh, this is, I mean, this is just great Star Wars action, you know? Yeah, oh, this is how you would play with your toys, man. Uh, yes. For sure, you better believe it. Oh my god! I actually took a backpack from. Uh, Push the button on the wing. That... Push the button on the wing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it'll pop it's off. It's right there. <laughs> he had his hand on it. It'll it'll pop off. The cracking and exploding helmets. Daniel Andy says Rocketeer is the best Mando. Changed my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the best one from Earth for sure. Yeah. Okay. This is what's great. Look at him put. I love this. I mean, that's full. That's all Filoni right there. Yep. With the, with the, with the, um, with the bombs put there right where you think the wing. Like I really thought the wing was about to pop off when he. Oh, so did I. When he put those bombs on there, and I really kind of wish it would have. I thought you were trained in the Rising Phoenix, man. Well, there he yeah. goes. There he goes. Oh. He'll get it done. Look at me. Um, I think we cleaned up the town, he says. Um, and so she says she's going to stick around to be sure. And, uh, and, and, um, now that the scum and villainy has been washed away. It's respectable. It's respectable again. So there you go, Cam. To answer your question, um, yeah. she she kicked the crap out of those stormtroopers, and uh, there's no more on planet. So they've cleaned them off. They've they've cleared them out, and uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta take me with you, Papa. Please start calling him Papa. Please start calling the Mandalorian Papa. That'd be great. <laughs> think they want the child to extract metachlorians to help with the resurrection of palpatine in the unknown regions you know what that i think that's some oh. of that stuff they said that emperor was a clone and he is a clone mm -hmm. um but to fully clone I, you know yeah they very well could be using him to try to you know use him to help stabilize his force powers and stuff with the metachlorians from the right. baby yoda well you know um, we already saw that cloning force users was uh, a bad move in Heir to the Empire. Right. You know, of course, that's not... Uh, Crazy old Joris. Yeah. Jeruus. Yeah, he's got the two U's. Yeah. Two, the two what? 
use. I think he, close, I think he means I think he vowel. means youths, Your Honor. <laughs> youths. So okay, yeah. So Quill is dead. He buried him before he yeah. left. Ugh. Heartbreaking. You know, and so mm. a lot of wrap up in this episode. Yeah, but man, I hate. Uh, Snoke was a strand cast, and Emperor was a clone. I don't think Snoke was supposed to be part of the Emperor, was he? Like, I don't. I think he was just. No, no, no. He he was. Uh, he was obviously a creation of the Emperor. I'm sure there's a comic book that tells us all about it. Well, probably. So uh, actually, we might see the Mando slaughter some dude. He's got his little Death's Head necklace there. Yeah. You know, when she said he's a foundling and do you want to train? He's like, you want me to train him? I'm like, please make baby Yoda a Mandalorian. Oh yeah. I was real excited. No, he never survived the training process. (laughs) Oh man. Hang on to that. And he's just going to suck on it because he's a 50 year old man that doesn't know what to do with jewelry. Be a Mando. He's keeping the Mando crest, you know. Right. That's important. It's a great, well, you know, it's a great Star Wars ending here as they fly off, but it's a great television ending here with what is taking place over here at the Crash TIE Fighter. Of course, a Jawa doing his thing, scavenging all of them. Yeah, you don't want to be right there right now. Mm-mm. Whack. The sound is unmistakable, but when the tip of that thing came out, yeah. I flipped. How amazing to see this in live action form. Uh-huh. To see him using it. And so now the question is, you know, there are many questions. How did he get his hands on it? You well, know, he was part of that siege of Mandalore. But Sabine had it. Uh huh. Which you know, means she was involved. And well, but she's still alive. Did he kill her? No, she's still alive. What do you mean she's still alive? At the end of Rebels, she's still alive, and the end of Rebels is after the. No, no. Yes. After no, that's after the siege of Mandalore, uh, with the clone troopers. There may have been something with the Empire. I got the idea that the Empire came in against Mandalore because well, sure they just, did. But what I'm saying, you, you yeah, had we, that well, discussion with um, uh, Werner Herzog's character. Bo had, I'm sorry, Bo Katan had it at the end of Rebels, according to Darth Hound. All right, there's a couple of things we've got to do. All right, I I hate to That's ignore right, the Sabine turned it over to Bo. Okay, that is correct. But here's the thing: the end of Rebels is after Return of the Jedi. No. Yes. The end of Rebels is after yes. Return of the Jedi. Yes, but when she hands it over to Bo, it's still before, it's before I understand. Star Wars. Right, I understand. Yeah. Okay. But, yes, the end of end of Rebels, that very end end segment is after Return of the Jedi. But, but we, she so, ha- she doesn't have it there, does she? No, she hands it okay. over to Bo. You're right. But so my I guess my question is then, I guess the question then is yeah, where is Bo Katan? Did she survive? Yeah. We we've been led to believe there's rumors. There's rumors that she's supposed to be in the next season. This is interesting. Very comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is uh, is she supposed to be in the... No, I'm not saying she's supposed to. I'm saying there have been rumors. There rumors. rumors. Jo- Jason Sudeikis was one of those... Uh, right. He was uh, 
I think they said he was Tag. Tag. Did they name him Tag and Bean? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Season seven of the Clone Wars. Oh, that's where we're going. I'm going to bump there was over here to. It's uh, is it? It's not Deal or No Deal, is it? Um, I have to get to season seven. I don't even see the Clone Wars. Um, shame on me. Taking prisoner by the pikes. Oh, the Ahsoka. final season. Here we are. Taking prisoners by the pikes. Sounds good. This is um, dangerous debt episode seven. I'm going to try to scrub through. They're in prison. This is the one where they're in prison, out of prison, in prison, out of prison. It is the most pointless episode of Clone Wars ever, except we do get to see the A-team of Star Wars, which is the the vintage Kenner Hammerhead and Walrus Man and Greedo. I'm like, team them up with Blue Snaggletooth and have an A-team-like show with those animated characters. Yes, but I think our A-team show is going to be the Bad Batch. Yeah. I mean, they are the A-team. You got B.A. who's afraid of heights. Okay. Kind of fits. So they're working. They're talking to Skype on the crane or whatever. Oh goodness gracious! Um, if anyone wants to help find those three, they're following them. Okay, there we go. There are three. I'm pausing. I'm pausing, and let's see if they talk. Where's your uh, timestamp? I'm at 17:05 of season okay, seven was, of the Clone Wars, episode seven. Dangerous debt. What do you think? I'm not sure. It could be the Jedi I met on Carlisle, but if it is her, what is she doing here? Her presence could compromise our mission. Perhaps, but don't forget we have a common enemy. Let's keep track of her. She could be of use to us. And don't they eventually talk oh. to her? Yeah. I think so. Not in this episode, because they get taken captive again. Yeah, but don't... Do they end up in there? Oh, they do end up in there. Uh, Maybe that was it for the discussion. Maybe. We'll Ooh. see. I'll see, but I'm also going to do this now. I'm going to put my Google Foo to the test. Emily Swallow in... Clone Wars, Season 7. Um, All right. The Mandalorian's Emily Swallow shares powerful fan art of the... Nope, that's not what we're looking for. The Clone Wars Dangerous Debt drops huge Mandalorian spoiler. The final season of Clone Wars started off with a bang with the Bad Batch story arc. From there, unfortunately, began to fizzle. Although Ahsoka Tano has returned, her storyline has been lackluster until now. Episode 7, Dangerous Debt, just sent a huge ripple through the galaxy far, far away. We're calling it now. We just saw the armor from the... So everyone is saying it was the armor, but I think it was with Jimmy and Jason that she actually uh, confirmed the fact. I'm... I've caught him in the next episode. I'm going to see what it sounds like. Okay. What's the timestamp on that? Um, right now I'm at 4.51. Okay. Um, 
four, four fifty-one. All right, I'm hitting play. I want to know the instant she leaves the Citadel. Best Starbuck. What are you up to? Backing up. All right, backing up. I'm going to listen again a little bit. Okay. I think that's uh, Sabine's mom and Starbuck are the only two who are talking. Okay. didn't scan the Jedi leaving with the others. Keep watch. Mm. I want to know the instant she leaves the Citadel. Okay. And don't they speak to her again in another episode or at the end of this episode? Well, this is, this is uh, maybe at the end of this episode. I was just scanning through and I saw their faces show yeah, up. Yeah, Bo-Katan's there. Buckets. All right, I'm going to take a chance... Some Rebel Force radio? Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to actually text Jimmy. Oh, okay. Send him a picture of his Axon game. He responds very quickly. <laughs> Was it confirmed by you guys that <laughs> Emily Swallow was indeed the voice of one of the Mandalorians in... Clone Wars Season 7. We'll see if Jimmy's awake and able to answer. A lot of times he's working late, and so maybe he'll uh, he'll pop back over to me and yeah. uh, and let you know. I, I do believe it was when they spoke with her on the show that she confirmed that. I, well, Sad says it sounded like her, and, and certainly the, the uh, inflection in the speech does. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're just trying to have that this is the Mandalorian speech pattern mm -hmm. i thought it might have been sabine's mom but it did sound like her yeah. in that one that we just had whoop sorry wow that was very loud i didn't mean for that to happen it was loud i'm sorry sorry everyone sorry uh-oh uh, your dog's gonna come in now thinking you're calling him no 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 he's asleep okay i made him go to bed sorry 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 that's what i say to him when he gets right up under <laughs> me not the okay Sorry, I thought Charlie. She had confirmed it with you two things. All right. Jimmy Mac says, not that I'm aware of, the role was uncredited. All right. So it is okay. all speculation. Emily Swallow is Snoke. Um so That's good to know. So there there it is. Um now, as it comes to this dark saber thing. So, Darth Hound, <clears throat> I feel like I owe you one of these. <laughs> I feel like I owe you an apology, sir. So, if you will bear with me as I pull up the apology music. Um, here we go. You know, Darth underscore Hound, there was a moment there in the chat on Mixler where I really thought that he was trying to be a know-it-all, and he was trying to show us up. And I thought that I knew more than Darth underscore Hound. However, I did not. He was wise. He was smart. I'm a fool. 
And I'm imagining speculation as being fact. And we all know what happens when you do that. You end up expecting Matt Smith to show up in The Rise of Skywalker, and he doesn't. You expect Luke Skywalker to take his lightsaber and hold it with some awe and begin to teach Ray gladly as he sees the new hope for the galaxy, but he doesn't. As we speculate on all these things, we only set ourselves up for disappointment. And Darth Hound, I apologize to you for making the mistake of thinking speculation was fact and not trusting you in your speculation. The end. Don't where, make a spectacle of yourself, Steve. What, Sad says, where was Matt Smith? Matt Smith had been confirmed as being cast for The Rise of Skywalker, as I recall. That was one of those things that um, I think he ended up getting cut out altogether. Well, the Backstreet um, Boys were in Attack of the Clones. No, that was in sync. It was in sync. But they weren't. They weren't. Um, well, that's, of course. So, Rise of Skywalker. He was he was scheduled to be. I mean, he was um, he was okay. So this is a spoiler. Matt mm-hmm. Smith was ri- widely reported to have a role in Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, but the actor is entirely absent. Was he a key figure? Now this comes from Screen Rant. Um, he's nowhere to be found, and they get into the whole. It's a divisive film. Blah 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 blah. Um. One figure that is right is Matt Smith, eleventh Doctor. He was widely reported as being cast in the sequels trilogy, uh, from for the sequels trilogy's closer, from a very early stage, and was constantly said to be attached to the project. Only when the finished film was released did it become clear that Smith wasn't actually present at all. In the final cut, he did deny being cast in the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so he wasn't um, in it. All right, so my bad. But again, speculation. See. It was all speculation, and I took speculation to be fact, and that's what happens when that goes down. So, now, the Darksaber. We need the Trail of the Darksaber. The Trail of the Darksaber. Okay. You want to see that in flashbacks, or you you want to expound on what you know about the Darksaber at, at um, the moment? Okay, I know that Gideon has it. Okay. So... Um, the first one, when you backtrack, the oh, first one you know about is Previsla. Previsla, right? yeah, yeah. Um, his ancestors stole it from the Jedi, right? Right, okay. But moving forward, who got it from him? Darth Maul, uh, yes, Darth Maul took it when he, when he defeated him. All right, you know what? Let's just do this. Uh, 21 years before the Battle of Yavin, the Darksaber was in possession of Previsla, the leader of Death Watch and House Vizsla during the Clone Wars. He used the blade during his conflicts with the new Mandalorians, including a successful takeover of Mandalore. After the coup, renegade Sith Sith Lord Darth Maul killed Vizsla and took the Darksaber as his own, becoming the leader of Death Watch. Maul's old master, Darth Sidious, soon arrived on Mandalore to confront his former apprentice, and Maul used the Darksaber against him. He was bested in combat, taken prisoner, and held at a separatist prison, the Spire on Stygian Prime. Maul was soon rescued from the Spire at the behest of Prime Minister Almec, whom Maul had chosen as the public leader of Mandalore. After being freed, Maul returned to Zanbar, the location of a Death Watch camp. 
and was given back the dark saber, which had been recovered from the Sundari royal palace, the site of Maul's duel with Sidious. Right. Short, shortly after his return, Zanbar was attacked by the Separatist droid army, led by General Grievous, and Maul made use of the dark saber against the cyborg general. This must have all been in the comics or some such. Um, Son of Death, not Son of Death. Was that the name of those comics? I'm not sure. He continues the Dark Savior on several speculate. subsequent battles, such as the Battle on Ord Mantell, the Assault on Vizsla Keep 09, and the Second Battle of Dathomir. During the Imperial era, the Mandalorian weapons expert and rebel Sabine Wren retrieved the Dark Saber from the Night Sister lair on Dathomir. At the urging of Finn Rao and her fellow Spectres, Sabine agreed to undergo training with the Dark Saber under the tutelage of Jedi Knight Kanan Jarrus. Later, Sabine brought the Darksaber with her and her rebel companions during a mission to Crown Nest to seek her family's support for the rebellion. Sabine became the rightful wielder of the Darksaber after defeating Viceroy Gar Saxon in a duel. Viceroy Gar Saxon in a duel. After rescuing her father from Imperial custody and destroying the superweapon she had built while an Imperial cadet, Sabine gave the Darksaber over to Bo Katan Kriegs, whom she deemed to be the rightful person to lead the Mandalorians against the Empire. By circa nine years after the Battle of Yavin, the weapon had fallen into the hands of Moff Gideon, the leader of an Imperial remnant on the planet of Navarro. So that's where it is. So we don't know what happened between the time just before A New Hope to that point where we see it with Moff Gideon. Right. And I can't find that Dathomir book. Oh, well. It is called Son of Dathomir. It is Son of Dathomir, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I was looking on my shelf. Well, Darth Hound says it's Son of Dathomir, and I will never doubt him again. Wow, that's a lot of change you're putting in his pocket. The Last Jedi got cut. <laughs> um, Prince Harry and William were supposed to be in The Last Jedi, but they got cut. That's true. Um, they were changing a lot of the Rise of Skywalker along the way. Of course they were. So... But I Lucas don't think Matt's, but apparently Matt Smith was honestly never really um, cast. So Who is Matt Smith? He played Doctor Who after David Tennant played Doctor Who. Oh, okay. The 11th Doctor. I thought he was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, that's Will Smith. Oh, same. Not, it's close. And he it's gets close. jiggy with it. Yep. So, um, all right. I think, I think wait, that's wait. it. Did you hear that? What? Is someone screaming again? Yes. No. No. <laughs> That's not true. That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there any more Star Wars we need to watch before we go? Um, no, not unless you want to stick around for three hours and watch the next episode. I, I wish I had it in me. I just I simply don't. don't. I've got lots of videos to shoot and edit tomorrow. So. I simply don't have it in me tonight, but uh, I, we will be watching. I'm going to be guesting... For a few minutes on a podcast tomorrow night, I don't know if they do it live, um, and I don't even know the name of it, and it's our good friend, um, our good friend Michael. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm done. Uh, there, there's this problem. I ha I had a bad experience with Doctor Who as a very young child. It scared me to no end, mm. and so as that, that the music came on and the hyperspace-looking beginning that was it. I left the room. That it, scared you? Just, it, no, no. I had seen part of an episode, and it really freaked me out. Those Daleks. Those, the okay. Daleks freaked you out? Okay, now let's go back to the 70s. 
you've got the bionic man or, or six, six, six million dollar man. Six million dollar man. Is that right? Six yeah. million dollar man. Yeah. And he fought that droid mm-hmm. thing. I don't know about that. Yeah, that that. You, oh, you don't know about that? Nope. Well, very similar to the Daleks. And my brother would torment me at night. I would be at in my room, and he would be down the hall, and I would hear that sound. You whistle and you hum together, and it makes that noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I see this Doctor Who stuff, and the quality is not like Star Wars. You know, it's TV, it's BBC. And it was just a little off-kilter for me, and one of those Daleks came in, and they're running from him. I'm like, no, no, I'm out of here. And it was Tom Baker, yes. Uh, And so I I never... uh, um, I I mean, look at the things I had. I had had the Clone Wars going all the time whenever Doctor Who was was in my wheelhouse again, or possible possibility. Then Tron Uprising comes out, and that's about as much time as I have to to watch TV. You know what I mean? I hear you. Well, look, I want to throw this out at you real quick. Um, I actually have on the NBC app that you can get on the. Uh, I don't know if it. I, I'm sure it's available on, across all these platforms, but it's not the Peacock app now, but the free NBC app. Um, it has a lot of those great classic shows on it. I've been watching The Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. But I haven't binge. But I haven't been binge watching it. Oh no, no, no! It's a weekly thing. Yeah, and so I may watch, you know, an episode each night, or you know, an yeah. episode every other night, something like that. But on the NBC app, you're going to have commercials in the commercial breaks. Those old shows are written to have commercial breaks. Right on. And if you try to watch them without commercials, it really does kind of take away the magic of what those shows were. Oh sure, because because you know they come in with a different cut of the same scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. After the commercial, and that's a, that, that that's designed to have a break in there. But also, I want to say this: I they have the Million Dollar Man or the Six Million Dollar Man on there, and so oh, I'm like, okay. you know what? I have never watched an episode of the Six Million Dollar. Oh, Man. You, do you like it? Well, I watched the pilot episode. Mm. It is some of the most. I don't know how that show continued on, dude. It is you, some of the most it, boring. Stuff. The, yes. I'm sorry. The pilot episode is. It's very yes. boring. Yeah. But we're thirty. We're forty years later at this point. Okay. I know, but dude, when you watch the Incredible Hulk pilot, like mm, there's that there's, was there's, genius. There's moving. There's action. There's stuff yeah. going on. You know, it was slow compared to today. Right. But it's slow, it but it's not good. boring. Like the 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 six million dollar man thing is like. We we're introduced to him. We see a successful flight. You know, Oscar is doing the whole thing the whole time, narrating about his friendship with Steve Austin and all this stuff. And then we see the flight go bad. And then we're like, "There's 20 minutes of we can save him." You know, like it's a whole discussion of should we put. And then they do the surgery, and and there's a nurse taking care of him. And then there's the I want to die. And then there's the I want to live. And then you know, it's now we're going to train you and. And then it's part time for part two, and it's just like, oh my gosh! It just there was no real action in it at all. Like I felt like there needed to be, and and I know it gets better. I know that it's a better show, but I was oh, like, yeah, I better. don't, I just don't understand how that show got picked up for more. It was man, we watched it like crazy, and then Star Wars came out, man, and I was forever ruined for Bionic. Man. Oh sure, yeah. 
Well, and like I watched the Return of the Bionic Man and the in the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. There was a great made-for-TV movie back yeah. in the late eighties, and um, and that was always fun, you know. But by that time, you know, they knew what they were doing with making stuff. And like I say, I know the show gets better, and it you know it has the action to it and everything. But yeah, is it third third season when he gets a mustache? I have no idea. I think so. I, I haven't watched more than the pilot. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going all techno retro. But I'm saying even as even as a kid, like I can't imagine a kid watching that pilot. Me like I got to see more of this. Like they, it feels like they really did try to make it mostly geared toward adults. Something. Yeah. Because he's dealing with the the morality of you know you you saved my life, but now who owns me? You know that sort of thing. And I know how the government is. They're going to make me do all this stuff. And and so it's uh. I don't know. I just I was kind of surprised at how boring it was, uh, the pilot episode that is. Yeah, you know, like like I said, the pilot episode is not like the series. Right, right. So, and I know I've got to go back and you know watch a little bit more. But, but you know, talk about slow to when he runs fast, super yes. faster. Yeah, he's running in slow motion. So spoilers, Mark Hamill says. Sorry. <laughs> Uh yeah, Night Rider, the original Night Riders on the NBC app. Um trying to think of what else is on there. Um there's some good stuff on there. I don't think A team's on there, but it should be. So well, all right, everyone. We're we're rolling that thing where we're just kind of rambling on, but hey, hopefully by now you are ready to watch, or if you haven't already watched the season premiere of season two. And wow. uh, of the Mandalorian, I know I'm looking forward to it. Shaz, do you have any last-minute speculation or predictions or anything like that? I I don't. I have wishes, but if wishes were fishes, the, the sea would be very crowded. The world would be an ocean. Um, oh, okay. That's how, once upon a that's time. how I always heard it. Probably twice. If wishes were fishes, the world would be an ocean. That's how I've just heard if wishes were fishes and haven't ever heard the rest of it. So I just made it up. Well, I'm just telling you what I've seen. Yes, I did like the 80s. 80s Buck Rogers. 70s 70s Buck Rogers. Come on now. Well, 79 I guess that is. Look, all right, here we go. We're about to. mm, Why do you do this to me? (laughs) It wasn't me this time. It was sad. I know. Okay. I've I've got my Buck Rogers action figure over here right now. I've talked about. A couple of episodes ago, well, when I was doing the the show, okay, this is a show that hasn't. For those of you listening on the podcast feed, there is a show that hasn't been released yet because it was six hours long, and I've got to totally edit it down to like a three hour. Oh, more that's so. right. I was gonna say we talked about this recently. That was the night. And in the midst of that, I said, I need to do a a show where I basically go through my top five cartoon theme songs and live mm-hmm. action television theme songs coming up in January. Yeah, for the maybe for the thing. Um Right. I believe that Buck Rogers is one of the best television theme songs out there. I have so many versions of this song. I I just love this theme song. Dude, I'm just telling you, I love this theme song. Like or I six, can, eight. I can jam out to it. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, it is good stuff. I wonder if they've got a dance mix of this song. I don't know, man. I've got a slow version of it. Suspension is the name of it. Um... Oh, that's the disco. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's the original. That's the pilot. Is this where? Yeah, where they walk? Yeah. Where he's jamming with uh, uh, Princess. Uh, Ardana. I'm saying Amadala, but it's not. Is it Ardana? Ardala. Ardala. Tiger Man's in there. Yeah, the movie version of, nice. of suspension was long and, and drawn out. It actually has words and everything, but I, I yeah. don't think it does in the. Does it have the words in? Uh, I think at the end of the of the television show on the pilot, they they sing it. Maybe so. Okay. Across the stars we That's fly it. and go to eat a sandwich with a robot. So Buck Rogers, I'm sorry, is in there, and I'm going to say this: I like it better than the Battlestar Galactica opening theme song. How do you feel about that, Chef? Some days, There's, it's apples and oranges, man. I don't think it is. Oh, it is. One is military majestic the other one is this is going to be a good time this is an adventure yeah i just right here i mean this is this is military entirely different look okay i know i'm not dogging the show i'm not i I know know. i'm not dogging I'm not dogging the theme song, but I'm just saying it's not going to be on my list of like top five or top ten themes. Okay, if, if I'm driving down the road mm-hmm. and I want to listen to music, I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to the Buck Rogers theme. Right, right. If I want to get into the, 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 the feel and the lore of something, I'm going to turn on some Battlestar Galactica because it's got great themes in it yeah I not mean, just the opening theme but right the music right. is just so good graphics i'm going battlestar galactic all the way yeah, well yeah i mean it's dykstra Qual- effects quality of uh all right so someone has said um steve hates bsg i don't hate yeah. bsg all right airwolf theme okay galactic 1980 is really hard to do <laughs> shows on we've, we've been trying <laughs> On the Battlestar Galacticast? Uh, we actually did one, and, and it's not been released because we're going to redo it. The paddle, the, the, the battle pod... Colonial Movers. Colastica. Um, Colastica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Airwolf theme. Airwolf does have a good theme. I don't know if really? it's the best. I don't know if it's the best. Here we go. But, Let's give it a listen. Okay, go ahead. Hit it. I mean, it is it is a good theme. I'm not gonna lie to you, Doctor Z. <laughs> What's that? If done, cousin Oliver's in charge of the fleet. It is cousin Oliver. 
from the Brady Bunch. Oh, really? In Galactica 1980. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cover of the Airwolf theme. Great job. Great job, KOS Music. What other what other covers do you do? This is another thing I found that I love is covers of TV theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> the the you mask know, cover's not so good. All right, can we say that Chips has a great theme song, by the way? Yes, we can. I mean, that's another one that I don't... Like, I can't say that I remember watching a full episode of Chips, but oh, I love... Weekly. I love the theme song. But let me tell you about Chips. Galactica 1980 is chips <laughs> from space. You can't beat What you talking about? Yeah, I said you can't beat a running bass like no, that. No, you can't at all. I mean, that's a great theme song. It really is. It really is. Um, you got time to play Guess the 80s TV show theme song? Oh, yeah. Right now? Yeah. All night long. <laughs> all night. Love Boat tops them all. Love. <laughs> love exciting and new <laughs> soon we'll be making another run come aboard we're expecting you oh love yeah i that's a oh i can't life's sweetest reward <laughs> <laughs> I just get tickled about the love boat theme. All right, here we go, Shaz. Guess the show, the TV show theme, part one. 80s. <clears throat> Sidekicks, another good Gil Gerard show. Um, nice. You'll hear the theme for 15 seconds. If you need more time, you can always pause the video. Good luck. The 80s. Show me that smile. I got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. I think I do. I think it's family ties. It's growing pains. Growing pains. Oh man! Growing Everybody, come on! You know it. As long as we got each other, we got the world sending right. It. Okay. Wouldn't you like to get? Oh, everybody knows that one. Um. I think it has something to do with knowing my name. And That's cheers. right. Yeah, cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And the answer is... And they're always glad you came. Um, cheers. No. 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 I don't want to go where everybody knows my name. I, that's why I wear a Hondo's mask. You know, I got to tell you straight up. When I first moved up here to Rome, and I've told Haley this and she laughs at me, there was a place in Hazelhurst I could go where, like, they knew, like, I was Norm when I walked in, you know? Oh, and really? And it's like that, if there's anything I miss about being in that town, it's having a place where I can go 
that people are like, hey, come on in, man. Let me get you a drink for you. You know, here's a Coke or here's a water, you know. And, you know, I, I, I got a place like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's it. It's Mixler. There, there you go. I mean, it's awesome. Mixler. I it, mean, everybody's just happy <laughs> to be with each other. It's the, Mixler, awesome. the Mixler Zoo crew is the cheers of podcast listening. That's for it sure. Is. Shaz? This is... Oh, Golden Girls? Yeah, Golden Girls. I... I was like, this is something my wife really likes. What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> if you threw a party. I had to get her a Golden Girls magnet for the bridge. And just so you know, I'm not seeing the answers here. Like it. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on this was soundtrack to an 80s show yeah it was the opening it was the wonder years i didn't ever watch that okay i watched an episode or two here or there i think it came on wednesday night bits and pieces but yeah I never saw it the 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 opening always depressed me yeah it's awful man here you go chess that's the one which one i got you michael j fox that family ties yeah and there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. <laughs> Shana love and marriage, love and now, uh, if you're listening to this via the podcast feed, you have no idea what the past few moments have been in our lives as we got the blue screen of death on my computer. It was pure terror. And we Halloween thought it was all going to have to go away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Well, look, we've we've got a wreck. Whoa, that's loud. Oh, I thought it was gonna go. That is Mork and Mindy. Thank you. And where did they live? Uh, they lived in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Very good. Yes, sir. And what kind of a job did Mindy's dad have? He had a music store. He was an entrepreneur, had his own music store. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and um, what other show did Mork star in in a, in a couple of episodes? Well, he was in Happy Days, and that's what Mork and Mindy spun off of. Yes. Yeah. And and how did Fonzie defeat Mork? You know what? That's something I don't know, Shaz. I never saw that episode of Happy Days. Oh, you never saw it? Oh, mm-hmm. he freeze-rayed him and it, you know, to prove that Mork had more power. In his finger than Fonzie had. Well, Shaz. But Fonzie had a thumb. I, uh, hey, hey. um, I quote uh, a second grade child that I, whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> you are no Fonz. Oh, Becky Troggett. Oh, Be- yes. yes oh, yes, Becky Troggett. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, As we look ahead to season two of The Mandalorian, we thank everyone for joining us live at Mixler. And uh, you can join us when we go live at Mixler.com slash Goliverse. Join the Geek Out, uh, the Goliverse Facebook group at geekoutonline.com slash group. Uh, If if you're a collector and you want to join up with some other collectors who are just interested in helping each other out, it's Chewy's Cantina on Facebook, geekoutonline.com slash cantina. The Patreon is patreon.com slash geekoutloud, and we appreciate you using the Amazon links you'll find at geekoutonline.com 
and geekoutpodcast.com. Our email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. And we thank you for emailing us there, and we'd love to hear from you. Shaz, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Steve. I couldn't, couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't be on Geek Out Loud without you. Well, I appreciate that. That's Quite a great, literally. that's a great sentiment. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. Smile.